between my legs, between my legs, go. The squirrel was like running between the legs and then try and flip the squirrel. Somatic sexologist Morgan Penn is back with Hayley Sproul for a new season of Sex.Life. So more and more little pets started appearing and some horses for the pony play. Sex.Life, a new episode every Wednesday. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Wild Secrets. Welcome to this bonus episode of the BYC podcast featuring a day five recap by acclaimed cricket scribe and BYC podcast guest, Andrew Alderson. Well, Andrew Alderson, for the final time we get to talk to you on this uh, Black Caps tour of England, um, which may become known in future as the ill-fated Black Caps tour of England. Uh, The host duly wrapped up a 3-0 series. Uh, This was probably the most comprehensive, well, it was the most comprehensive of the victories. Uh, Just a quick recap, New Zealand 329 and 326, England 360, and chasing what could normally be described as a daunting 296 in the fourth innings. Did it for three down, uh, Joe Root and Johnny Bairstow, the magnificent Johnny Bairstow, as it turns out, in this series, not out. Joe Root, 86. Johnny Bairstow, 71. Um, a comprehensive conclusion to what has been an interesting, but at the end of the day, Andrew, from a Black Cats perspective, a wholly disappointing tour. Yeah, I think it's fair in the end. I mean, gee, they got close on a number of occasions. They had their noses in front. Um, I think about, you know, if you look at backing over the, the, the series, Lords, you know, even on the first innings, uh, and, and you know, Trent Bridge, there were moments there once you know Mitchell and Blundell got going. Um, you know, they're making five hundred and fifty-three on the, in the first innings versus five thirty-nine. So it hasn't been much in those first innings the whole way through, and then England just backing themselves in the fourth, and New Zealand uh, dipping away and just fading. I mean, um, today another great example where just uh, they, they weren't able to capitalise uh, in the fourth innings. I mean, Saudi got uh, Ollie Pope early, and there was uh, immediately sort of more energy, but uh, you look back, I mean, this test I think is going to be remembered for not playing uh, Asia's Patel. I mean, I've asked Gary Stead about this, and I've asked Kane Williams about this uh, in the aftermath, and uh, they just basically claim that you know, in, in hindsight, that, that they got it wrong, but it's yeah. not really what, yeah, it's, it's an unfortunate call to get wrong because that, that pitch was brown to start, and uh, they wanted to bolster the batting, but gee, I think that the balance is wrong, and they've effectively admitted as much, so uh, fair play to them on that, but it's, it's too late. Oh, in fact, you've anticipated my next question. I was, I was wondering what their justification for it was. Was it simply a, a balance of the side, feeling they couldn't start their tail at number eight? Yeah, and, I, and you know what? It's, a, it's actually a, a further uh, indictment, if you like, on, the, on the, the, the top order batting, isn't it? If you need Bracewell in there as well, I mean, what, what can eight do that seven can't? Well, uh, and we've had the, the reliance on uh, Mitchell and Blundell as well uh, across the series was their phenomenal series of partnerships. Uh, but we spoke to Brendan McCullum under embargo afterwards, and he was effectively saying that he felt the difference between the two sides was the top four. I think it's probably fair to, uh, to you know, that, that's a, it's a fair assessment. Um, he was also talking about just what his side were able to do differently, what he's done in the time that he's been with them, you know, three weeks or so. And he said it was pretty much, he used the word to, to, to remove the noise. Uh, and that's effectively liberated them, decluttered, and, uh, and away they go. Because they are a talented side, but they just haven't been able to do it at test level uh, until now. 
Yeah, look, I've made a couple of notes here, Andrew, and it's the things that I think the Black Caps need to get their heads um, together and come up with some plans for in the future. Uh, the most obvious one for me is to develop genuine spin and genuine out-and-out pace options. I think we've discussed that previously, that you know there's a sameness to this New Zealand attack once the ball stops swinging. Another one is, uh, look, I, I mean, talking about flogging dead horses, which I've done several times on this podcast, but I, I still struggle to wrap my head around the fact that the last time they were there, Devin Conway was unstoppable as an opener. He's batting at number four, yet the guy that seemed like he was being groomed from the start of his career to slot into that middle order once Ross Taylor had gone, um, is opening the batting. That's that's another, I guess, point that I'd like to see more justification for um, and and perhaps some resolution going forward. Is there anything else for you from this series that has stuck out as, as particular work-ons? No, those three are bang on, I would say. And with two, I think the New Zealand team is too reliant on you know, at home on, on the four steam option and it's effectively like India is reliant on spin in their home conditions I think that uh, under Mike Heston and Brendan McCullum there was uh, I mean test matches where you'd play uh, the two spinners I seem to recall um, you know especially back in the day but uh, they, they moved away from that uh, philosophy but I mean it just Strikes me that yeah, that the Patel one is, is a glaring situation uh, across this series. I mean, in fact, in, the, in a number of series, he's bowled two overs since that ten for in Mumbai uh, across seven tests. Says uh, an awful lot. Uh, I agree. Uh, Young and Conway, uh, the Conway technical side of things. I, I know they're reluctant to play the, the two left-handers together, but to me, Young has been groomed for that number four spot for a long time, and and just seems more. Uh, suited to it, whereas Conway, I think, perhaps technically-wise, is, is a better opener. Um, and the pace scenario, too, I mean, you think that, uh, well, I, I think Kyle Jamieson has complicated this a bit because he yes. came into the team and, therefore, you couldn't leave him out. He was just outstanding from the word go. And then you can't leave out Southie, Bolt or Wagner, given the, the triumvirate over so many years combining for wickets. And that meant, uh, that meant a, a log jam. But the thing you raised there, though, the fact that Lockie Ferguson's bowled 11 overs in tests from that one match in Perth and Adam Milne has not played a test, and yet they've mm. been our two great pace exponents uh, of recent years, uh, probably says a lot too. And, uh, yeah, baseball in full swing. They don't have long to wait before they um, conclude another series against India. I, I imagine there is a heck of a lot of anticipation already for that test. <laughs> There is indeed. Uh, it's already being talked about and uh, coming back for <laughs> to finish it off sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, I think they'll move on fairly quickly from uh, having dispatched the world champions. Uh, just quickly tell us what's up next for New Zealand. How does the, the rest of their uh, year play out until the start of the home summer? Yeah, so at this stage, uh, well, they'll move to Ireland, uh, Scotland, and uh, Netherlands, I think there's still talk about going to Pakistan. Um, and uh, then what else after that? I'm just thinking uh, they've got the ICC uh, T20 tournament uh, in Australia. Uh, and so it's potentially no tests for, for quite a few months, potentially, I don't know, half a year or so, if that's uh, the case, and depending on how that goes um, with the Pakistan situation. Mm. Um, so, 
yes, it's going to be a lot of time to contemplate uh, what they do next. But, I mean, effectively, the chances of defending that uh, World Championship title, I haven't done the maths on it, but that, that would be minimal, I would have thought. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think it's a mathematical possibility. But someone, uh, Yeah, I think it's probably gone now. Yeah, uh, Someone like a Niall Anderson will no doubt be able to tell us that very, uh, in quick order. But hey, Andrew, um, I just want to thank you on behalf of the BYC, uh, myself, Jason Hoyt and Paul Ford. It's been terrific. Uh, it's, I know you've had a lot of work to do over there, but you chipping in daily for us is much appreciated, I'm sure, by our listeners as well. So thank you very much, Andrew. Oh, well, it's an absolute pleasure. I mean, it's just one of those things. You're, you're on tour and you, you work hard, play hard, don't you? And I absolutely love uh, touring and covering cricket. And uh, it's a pleasure being able to help you guys out because, uh, you know, you've got a lot of passionate cricket fans in New Zealand and hopefully they feel like they've had some benefit from, from having some uh, eyes and ears on the ground because uh, I've certainly uh, enjoyed it over here, that's for sure. And it's just, just a, a novelty of travelling again, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I bet. And um, just for the listeners out there, myself, Jason Hoyt and Paul Ford will be punishing your ears tomorrow with a normal edition of the BYC. Thanks once again, Andrew, and thank you for listening. On this week's episode of Between Two Beers, we hear Megan Compain's remarkable journey from basketball Hall of Famer to All Blacks commercial manager and all the best stories in between. And, and Michael Jordan was basically walking down the hallway getting held up by two of his, you know, people, and he was done. And that was the game where he hit the winning buzz of a shot and took it back to game six where I think they won in, in Chicago. So we sort of crossed in the in the hallway, and it was just sort of one of those, whoa, like if I was on, you know, back at, if it was now, you'd be snapping away, like yeah. social media. Between Two Beers, listen on iHeartRadio or anywhere you get your podcasts.